I uh, I want to start the show with an apology real quick. Um, TJ, you know how I feel about conversations in the hallway, especially whenever uh, they involve a dongle. So I apologize for how loud Drake was. I was it's, trying to be uh, quiet. It's all Drake's fault. <laughs> I think it's my the, – the setup here is kind of cool, to be honest with you. I mean, we have a studio uh, and a talk studio and kind of the operation studio, if you will. And then just everything happens around us. And any conversation can be picked up in any part of the building because our mics are so good. I mean, there'll be times whenever I'll hear one while Josh and I are talking, or in the case of today, Connor, I'm like, hey, can we take a break? I want to go talk. I want to talk trash on who they're talking trash about in there. Let's go. Welcome in on a Friday. I am I'm pretty fired up today, man. I'm not going to lie. Tonight is, or this afternoon, is game one of the Super Regional. And Oklahoma battles UCF. And I don't – there's – and today is Patty Gasso's birthday. <laughs> so – and it's funny because I'll never forget my first year in 2016, which I don't know why I seem to bring up so much in calling softball. Probably because it helps give me reference to how many consecutive trips they've made to the World Series. <laughs> It's like, oh, yeah, 2000, yeah, they haven't lost a Super Regional game since 2016. And now oh, they've been to the Super Regional every year, or the World Series every year since 2016. But I'll never forget she was walking across exchanging lineup cards with the Louisiana Lafayette head coach, who's a weird dude. Weird dude. And they started singing to her. And I'm like, what are they singing to Coach Castle right now? These crazy fans. And I'm like, oh, they're singing Happy Birthday. So it's always kind of registered to me, Coach's birthday falls in the Super Regional time frame. But after last night, I think you're seeing a bit of a trend. And I got a lot – I mean, listen, uh, we finally are going to get to some of the stuff Aaron Miller had to say. Uh, I've got all of the post game from last night's – last night was a sneaky, great sports night. You had like a triangle, and, and actually you could expand it out like a – quad slash whatever would be beyond a, a quad of great events because you had Oklahoma's Jake Bennett dominating in the Big 12 baseball tournament and the Sooners advancing to basically a control of its own destiny. And if you think about it, they, they'll they either play a Kansas State team that they dominated two of the three games they've played or – a Texas Tech team that they've now beaten, what, five of, uh, let's see, two, three, four, five, four of the five times that they faced him. It's pretty incredible. Be like six of the last seven games yeah. since Texas Tech. Incredible. So, you know, you got Oklahoma advancing last night. You had the first two games of the Super Regionals. You had Texas get smoked. You had Kelly Maxwell deal. You had... Golden State going to its sixth NBA Finals in eight years. Which, again, I uh, I can't stand Golden State. I mean, let's just, let's just get the true benchmark. I can't stand them. Can't stand them. But then again, you can't help but respect that this was a team that was playing in the play-in game last year and what didn't even sniff the playoffs the year before. With, I mean, it's th- now again, injuries played a part. Clay got hurt. Clay was hurt this year, too, for the most part. Steph got hurt last year. And you realize just how terrible basketball would be in Golden State if they had to count on Draymond Green. But 
they somehow found a way to get back. I want to spend some time on that. There's a lot of NFL notes that are OTAs have started, so we're getting updates on how guys are progressing and how they look. So, I mean, last night was a sneaky, great sports night. But, man, today, for me, it's like the main course. I mean, today is it, man. The start of the Super Regionals. And I'm juiced. I'm fired up for a lot of reasons. I'm fired up because UCF is here, and I – I'm a big fan of of their program and a relatively new program too. You know, it's, that's one of the weird things sometimes that you don't realize in in college softball is there's a lot of these teams that just recently started programs, and UCF has only been in existence since 2002 as a college softball program, and here they are with I think they're on their their second coach because. Um, Renee Gillespie went off and took the Iowa job, but in what Sydney uh, Cindy Ball Malone has done, it's you're 20 years into being a program, and you're going to a super regional and you hosted a regional from a mid major conference is incredible. Yeah, you shouldn't be playing right. this good of softball. No, 20 years, years. but it, I, I think. No, no, I don't think – I know what what fires me up more than anything and what has me on tilt at 9.08 a.m. on a Friday morning is I've this – is, this is when Oklahoma plays its best softball. I, and you might look at scores and you might say, but Plank, listen, they had the 20-zip game, they won 14 – no, 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 no. This is when it starts. Now, I'm going to spend some time today because – I've accepted that many of you might just be getting on board or preparing to get on board with softball. We'll answer all the questions that are asked in the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Like, hey, so what's going on with Jordy Ball? Well, uh, where's that Donahue kid at? We'll get to all those. Plus, I, I went back last night, and not just Coach Gasso, but Tiara Jennings was great in her media avail. So I want to share some of that coming up later on in the program. I... I also want to go a little bit more in depth on what T. Rowe and I were talking about in the crossover. And I sat, I, I just hope, quick pause real quick. And I know he's not listening because I'm, I'm sure he's either, A, getting a well-deserved nap or hopefully grabbing a, a late breakfast. I hope people realize how good they have it when you listen to Toby Rowland call a game. I just... I'm sitting there last night, and I always do. You take notes, you take mental notes. What are things I can do better? He is so good at painting the picture, bringing the energy, always letting you know what's going on, and just bringing it with with stories and incredible entertainment. Right? It's it's awesome. Best in the business. I mean, he is money. And he's telling the story last night about David Sandlin and everything that, that David's been through. And I'm just, I mean, I'm in my feels listening to this. It was, oh. He has a sister that's been battling cancer. She lost her battle this past week. And it's just, it's terrible when you hear a story like that. And I don't know, I don't know how I would do. Let let me rephrase that. David Sandlin, I would imagine, is maybe 21, maybe. And I know at 21, I didn't know, as one of my bosses once said, S about S, to make it as radio clean as I possibly can. 
But I didn't. I mean, who does at 21? Outside of, I don't know, maybe like Jordy Ball. <laughs> Seems like she got pretty figured out. But I, I don't know anything. And I can't fathom not only watching a family member go through that and battle cancer and fight valiantly, but then to lose your battle and then you've got to go out and step on the mound for one of the biggest moments. You know, you, I mean, what a, what a story. And you hate, it's the kind of stories that you hate, but you hope, you know, in, in watching David Sandlin pitch tomorrow, 12, did they say 12 or 12.30? I think they said 12.30, right? He was 12.30. 12.30, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, listen, I, I know we play at one tomorrow, but if I could wear a 28 baseball jersey and sport it all day long, I would, man. What a story. What a tragedy. But in the same vein, what a, what a mindset and just a, a focus beyond anything I can fathom at 47. Right? I'm 47 years old. For a you know, 20-something-year-old young man to have to go through and still want to be out there for his, for his team. And no, no one would have said anything if he's like, I need some time, man. I, I got to go home. I, I need some time. No one would, would have had a problem. But to say, no, 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 I'm here. And then I just, I, I've been watching him on Twitter, and he's, and, he's, and he's building up his guys. What a, what a story, man. I, I hope, I was so all in watching, listening to OU baseball last night. What a, what a story. I know I'm a lot of what a, but that's what this team has done, right? I mean, we don't have to go back far to how many times y'all have written them off this year. We don't have to go back far at all. I can go back. By the way, some of y'all, you're mean. I don't know how else to put this. You're very mean on Twitter about this. Y'all need to be a little bit more. Every time something, one bad thing happens, you're like, bah, damn. here it goes, just like last night, and blow it in the ninth. We got a lot of Grinches on there. Good Lord, man, people. But I can go back to the 18-zip loss in Wichita State. A lot of you were done. And yet they they find a way. They've now won five of their last six games. And they're moving on to the, I guess you could say, semifinals, right? Tomorrow. Semis, right. Which, to me, I think the Big 12 tournament bracket is way too long, oh, dude, in my I, opinion. I, I, I'm sitting there, and there's only nine or eight teams that make it. And I even, going through it, I'm like, wow. Finding out yesterday that cross-bracketing is back to being a thing about in college softball confused me even more. I was like, so it's hard. It's hard to find it. You couldn't like if you look up like crossover bracket like nothing. Oh, do, up do, really. do you want to know why? Because they haven't announced it yet. That's why. So there's just some but, people yeah, making no, no. Here, it, on the on the college softball, they made a, a big deal about cross bracketing being gone, right? And I just I don't know if they're even going to announce it or if we're just going to get to the women's college world series and going to be like, oh yeah, I don't know where you guys got that from. It never changed. What are you talking about? I don't know if that's what we're going to have when we get there next week. But regardless, regardless, about just speaking about baseball and this this run that OU baseball has been on, it's fantastic. So when we come back, let's hit the post game a little bit with Skip Johnson. 
I I love the uh, what was it a line spike that that they gave Jake after the game that they have because you're running to the roar. You know what? I think we could do a summer show about our all-time favorite team motivational things and our all-time worst because nothing was worse than Buki coming out with a hammer. And I was trying to build it up as the sideline guy. I'm like, he's coming out with a hammer. And I remember Ted's response was, why? <laughs> that's terrible. Man. Why? But, I mean, that's pretty cool. That's pretty softball. I don't know if softball really has anything yet. Um, Super regionals, regionals is kind of when they pop up. You had the four last year. You had the, uh, the power of three. Dude, I still get a little – whenever I talk about the hands up from 2016, kind of gets me in the feels. But line spike, pretty awesome. And we'll hear from Jake Bennett too when we come back. Quite a night. And it's Connor's final day with me. Uh, no, I, I, you know, I don't even – my wife and my kids and I were talking about it last night. We don't even really have a vacation planned this summer. So, I don't – I mean – Unless something's just, pop- just go with the flow. We're kind of going with the flow. It, it literally, we went to. And by the way, good morning, Connor. Did you have a good night last night? Anything fun? I did. I did. You mentioned all the sports, very sneaky sports night. You had about you had about everything: baseball, softball, some NBA, Western Conference final. It was fun. It was, it was fun a to watch. fun night in the world of sports. It really was. We uh, took a little road trip. We made a decision as soon as I got off the air. Uh, to hit one of our favorite little Oklahoma jaunts, Medicine Park. And before the Memorial Day madness, we went out there and walked Mount Scott, had a couple little restaurants we like. Have you ever been out there before? I have not. But it sounds like I need to, though. You need to. It's kind of fun. It's You know what? I think it's, it's geared towards two types of crowds. I think it's geared towards uh, bikers. And I think it's geared a little bit towards a younger demographic, maybe. Seems like it's quite the little party that goes on there whenever you Memorial. Saying, are you saying you're a biker, Plank? No, I'm saying I uh I'm saying I'm an old man who quickly gets out of uh the actual medicine park area to go drive around the reserves. But yeah, we had a good time. Saw some buffalo. But as as we were going out there, we had the realization that we're not we don't have any plans this summer. So I don't know when we'll get to have Connor back in here. Outside of, on all the eight thousand different high school games that you're a part of, I'll step in. You go, Joy. <laughs> yeah, vacation. I'll, so. I'll get out of here at some point. So I've decided that we are going to have at some point this morning, at either ten thirty or eleven thirty, like Connor's Corner, where all of the prep and all the work that he's done can flow in his own segment, and we just get out all the things that you've wanted to talk about that I've just trampled on through. Boom. We just let it all out. You let it all out in one segment. As always, we love to hear from you on this show. If it's by phone at 405-329-9000. If it's on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. If it's on Twitter, I'm at Plank Show. Connor is at Connor Pasby. And everybody should be following us on all of our affiliates. Sports Talk, excuse me, at KRF Sports, at... Buzz Tulsa, and at 947 The Ref. And as always, Hour 1 is brought to you by Van Hoos Fence, 405-735-1167. Get your fencing needs taken care of through the premier fencing company in Oklahoma. Free estimates and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Get your fence back in shape before the summertime. Van Hoos Fence. All right, Jake Bennett, 
Skip Johnson post game next right here on the ref. Stick around. Sorry, coffee machine was running long. Welcome back into the Plank Show on the ref. Brought to you by Van Hoos Fence in hour one with Connor Pasby. I'm Chris Plank. Today, 3.30 first pitch, 3.15 pregame show for Oklahoma and UCF. By uh, every single calculation that I've seen, this is the first time these two programs have met. Defending national champs. It is... <laughs> it's the ninth time that Oklahoma has hosted the Supers. So you go 16, 18, 19, 20. We didn't have it, 21. So five of the last six years. The Sooners are looking to make their 15th appearance in the Women's College World Series and their 10th trip in the last 11 years. And UCF's good. UCF is good. You know, they remind me a lot of that Louisiana Lafayette team that came in in 16, just in how they're perceived. But that can mash, by the way. <laughs> that Louisiana Lafayette, Rage on Cajun team, they can match. But in 341 home runs, they they move. They stolen 93 bases. Jada Cody hitting 363 with 14 home runs. So a good team. We'll have more of a preview as the show rolls on. Um, uh, this is a really good point too, off the Air Comfort Solutions text line. At I almost gave out that phone number for some reason for the four hundred five, <laughs> and here's their phone number. All right, um, this is from Hype Man Harry. This is from the star of Marina Hinesfield, Harry James Taylor. You mentioned UCF. What about Clemson? Just 90 miles north in their second season of ACC play. Ah, that's a really good point, man. That's a really good point. Uh, and, and Duke. Duke is relatively new in the college softball world. I remember when Allison Fanning went out there and left. They, they had just started their program. I mean, John Rittman... You talk about a leap of faith. I mean, this guy this guy took an opportunity. He was the associate head coach at Kansas. He had worked with Team USA. I think he was the head coach for ages at Stanford. And then he just decides Well, first of all, he, he I mean, he 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 allegedly cheated at Stanford, so I mean, that was part of the problem. But he heads to start the program at Clemson, and after the COVID season, they go to the regionals in their first season, and they're in the Supers in their second. That's a that's an incredible job. That's a really good point. But one more quick note. Who's pitching this afternoon? May, Hope, or do you all even know yet? One of the my greatest complaints about this wonderful sport that I love so much that I guess in a lot of ways I've kind of decided is phase two of my broadcasting career is is really immersing myself in softball. But I have a complaint. I have a massive complaint. We get the lineups 
maybe 30 minutes before first pitch. If if we're lucky, maybe an hour. Minor league baseball, big league baseball <clears throat> gets it, what, five hours before first pitch. Yeah, it would be nice getting it way before the I would, game I, starts. It would be so awesome if at noon, well, let's see, 3 o'clock first pitch, if like an hour two <laughs> we would get the lineup. But I understand. I mean, I completely and totally get it. I completely get it. I um, I will say to the nine one eight text that asks, anyone know is Jordy starting today? Um, I would say the resounding answer to that would be maybe. I mean, I, I my own personal opinion is that she won't, but my personal opinion doesn't matter. I don't think we know until we see the lineup, which we'll see twenty minutes before first pitch. So you have to wait till then. Though I'm I. I, I if Jordy Ball pitches tonight or this afternoon or even tomorrow, I don't think you guys even realize how incredible that is. But in that same vein, it wouldn't shock me at all. Is that a good way of playing them both? 405-651-3439. Keep the questions coming today. Now, last night after the game down on the field, our intrepid reporter Blake Brewster caught up with Skip Johnson. And they just talked about the decision to keep Jake Bennett in the game and kind of what went into it and when he might have decided to take him out. Well, I guess it kind of helps if I have it. It's queued up so perfectly, but it's only because I didn't have it plugged in. Let's try it again. Now is it not working? Well, I mean, I just asked him, and then in the, uh, after the seventh, I said, hey, mate, you, you good? He said, I'll get the next one. I said, okay. And uh, I wasn't going to let him go anymore. You know, guy had a tough at bat, uh, drew a walk, and that was it. I was going to go get Trevin. You talk about those stressful innings. He had 12 strikeouts, career high for him. What was working for him? I think just uh, uh, executing pitches. I mean, fastball, command, breaking ball, and changeup was really good. He was just executing pitches. It was a good day for him, and and uh, he executed big pitches. Absolutely. How's it feel to be in the driver's seat going into Saturday? Well, I mean, it's just an opportunity, and that's all we look forward to. we got to continue to grow and get better. You know, uh, uh, I mean, that's a big thing. Just try to keep the momentum on our side and, and do what we can. Skip Johnson, after the Sooners advanced to the semifinals in complete control of their own destiny with a 6-3 win over Texas Tech. Meanwhile, we're not done. When we come back, we'll hear from the start of Jake Bennett. It was fantastic last night. I um, I mean, I was kind of in awe of the kid. I'm not going to lie. I've seen him pitch this year, and he looks good. He's had a great season. You talk about a guy that seems like he's getting more dominant as the year goes on. Yeah, he's a, he's a big body, too, and he can rack it up to 94, 95. We saw that last night. Man, 12 Ks. Seven and two-thirds, 12 strikeouts, just two walks. And got a little dicey late. A little dicey late. I got to go back and rewatch that. that two, yeah, the two run homer of the night got a little. Got yeah, a little concerned. Hey, I like the. Uh, I like the Morris kid too that started for Texas Tech, but man, Oklahoma just has a beat on him. At least Jackson Nicholas does. Well, they've been putting together so many good at bats the last about like two weeks. They've been. But you know that's a real. We could really get in the weeds in that, and I could weave that into softball too. I've decided I'm, I every time Jana John steps to the plate, I'm going to start keeping track of how many, 
of how many swings she has or how many pitches she sees. Man, they really uh, – real quick before we break, man, ESPN really milks the Colin Kaepernick train, don't they? It's Friday. Yeah, they're keeping that go- – what they say, it was very positive the last time. Yeah, yeah, I, I've got a note on it that I'll share, but, I mean, it's Friday. It, it's old news now. Kyler is not showing up at OTAs. Lamar Jackson isn't showing up at OTAs. Josh McDaniels just talked last night. I was like, man, it went okay. They actually, you know, you you look incredible whenever you're on the driving range. But whenever you're out there and you have to and you have to actually play with some pressure, it's different. When you're doing your own throwing session and it's all your plan and it's everything that you laid out. It's easy. You look great. When the team says, all right, do this, and it's like, oh, okay. And he struggled with that. Shocking, right? <laughs> he hasn't played in five years. But I just – can I – I have theory on this, and I know even saying the name Kaepernick suddenly triggers everyone, but I, I think that – I think the – and I know Mark Davis is is kind of got a little bit of his dad in him, but I think the NFL was like, I'm tired of hearing this S – Mark Davis, get him in for a workout. Or we're going to blow the lid off this investigation into how you've been running things in your front office or your non-football side of things. Because for the most part, it's all been I – mean, they had this big New York Times expose on the way that Mark Davis treats his employees. And have you heard anything about it? I haven't. Nope, I haven't. Not a thing. I just think they're like, listen, work this guy out. Just get this over with. Work him out and then have your coaches come out and say, we're not signing him, and we're done, and we'll make sure you're safe. But I'm just laughing as I look up in his silicon. I'm like, Baker Mayfield is still unemployed. Well, he's employed by the Browns, but they've got three new quarterbacks. The Deshaun Watson investigation is still dragging feet, but oh my gosh, Colin Kaepernick. Let's all talk about him. You know who's going to love talking about Colin Kaepernick? Is Arnie Spanier. It's his favorite topic for Oh, some yeah. Reason. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he likes to talk about it. All right, quick break. We'll hear from Jake Bennett when we come back. Amazing performance last night as Connor brought up 12 Ks, only walked two batters, and the Sooners having some really, really quality at bats. It's Plank Show right here on The Ref. Plank Show, uh, look at us staying on the clock today. You proud of me? Look at us. Even though I do see it as a sign of weakness taking a break on time. I just want to make that clear. Wimp, taking your breaks on time. Uh, one thing we haven't talked about in the first 40 minutes of this show that maybe we, we should, and that is the start times that were announced yesterday for OU football. Um, it, I will say this, it never surprises me, but maybe I should realize it more that universally there's going to be more reaction to football stuff than anything else. Do you have any problem with any of the times? Because – as long no, as an 11 a.m. game is on the road, I'm fine with it. Right. I think it was big for the, – the plan was for Iowa State to be on a Thursday and it's on a Saturday this time, so you get a longer week to prepare for that game in Ames. That's the first thing I noticed. And, like, a lot of people wanted Lincoln, Nebraska for that game to be at night, but it's 11 a.m. I heard, I heard from someone – well, I, I was trying to text with Cootie. She said that Nebraska fans love 11 a.m. kicks. That for them, 11 a.m. kicks give them an opportunity to party after the game more. I guess that's the way to look at it. I guess. I mean, it's not like they've had a lot to celebrate recently, unfortunately. But who knows? Maybe this year is different. This, it, it was funny. 
I won't lie to you because it was kind of for me the first time that I really dug into the schedule whenever I saw the start times. And uh, you know October 8th is likely going to be an 11 a.m. kick too down in Dallas for OU Texas. But seeing that the OU Iowa State game, I didn't even realize and hadn't even thought about the possibility of that being a Thursday or a Friday game. And to see that on Saturday, it's like, oh, okay. And a lot of people were really excited about it. Like I said, hadn't even really registered that that was an issue. And then, Dad, I guess it hadn't really registered that what our, the final game of the season this year isn't Oklahoma State, it's Texas Tech. I guess that hadn't registered with me either. So they moved OSU just a week. It was week. like, yeah, yeah. Just a week before. It was the week before, the 19th. I'm not even kidding. And the, the schedule's been out for how long? Ever? I was like, wait, what? Is that a misprint? I even called two people. It's like, is that right? We're wrapping up the season in Lubbock? And I get it. You know, maybe the thought is that Bedlam could could have a rematch in the, the championship game. But how odd is that? So if we're, you, we're used to that for the last, man, three, I, four years. I guess the frustration for me is just a quick little sidebar. I never understand how things constantly change. We have a set format for our radio network, right? And and this is what you do when we have a, a softball game. If it ends in a run rule, typically, boom, you go straight to post game. But for some reason, like with different people, it's it's always different. I don't know how or why. I don't know what changed. But so I was like, nope, you got to take all your breaks. I'm like, we took all the breaks. We're going to have a longer post-game show than we did the game. And I don't think our affiliates will appreciate that. I mean, literally, um, well, we got to stack breaks. Well, if you stack breaks, you might miss part of the game. That's kind of why people came. It's really easy just to boom, go straight to your post-game. But it, so, things always Why are we always messing with when Bedlam is played? It's like, oh, okay, good. We finally got this back to where it needs to be at the end of the season. But now all of a sudden, it's like, no, hey, oh, oh. We're going to put it a week before. Week we got to switch it. We got to switch it up. Let's do it when, one week before. Literally, and, and we it the royal we. It's happened like five or six times. So I, I, I get it. There might not be a true tradition in that game being played as the final regular season game, but I mean, I I kind of dig it. I twenty twenty was. They they it was the third to the last game, I think it was, I think twenty nineteen it it was the the last game of the season, and then in uh, twenty eighteen I'm trying to do this off the top of my head and Google while I can yeah in twenty eighteen it was like the third of the last game of the season like what put it in that last weekend, it's not gonna happen for a, probably a long time without butthurt Oklahoma State is about the whole bet, and I don't blame him with the Big 12 thing. But just quit messing with it. Just keep in the same spot. Don't oh. make any moves. And, and it's funny because you, I, I, I felt like we had this conversation when the schedule first came out, but I felt like yesterday with start times was the first time that I really looked at it and was like, oh, okay. So anyway, if you missed it, the season opener versus UTEP on September 3rd will be at 2.30 p.m., which means we will all fry together. Bring some sunscreen, bring a little the cooling towel, maybe something over your head. 
Just as long as it's not as hot as it was when we played Florida Atlantic, I'm okay. That was a smoke show. So 2.30 kick there. 6 o'clock for the Kent State game, which they have announced as the Sooner Vision on ESPN+. RIP pay-per-view. Now, I, I do want to warn everyone, I can't help but wonder in the future if pay-per-view things might be a thing. Because, I mean, UFC does it on ESPN+. Plus. I can't help but wonder that. But for now, RIP pay-per-view game, 6 o'clock on Sooner Vision on ESPN+. Plus. And then the September 17th game against Nebraska will kick off at 11 a.m. And they moved what was originally scheduled as that Thursday game to a Saturday. And it will be nationally televised on either Fox or FS1. So I, I can't help but wonder, and you saw that, and we missed this yesterday. I'm sorry. I saw it as soon as we were leaving. Pat Forty had tweeted it, but CBS exercised its option for its primetime game and the SEC schedule to be the uh, Alabama-Texas A&M game. Why? Because, of course, they did. But I'm going to tell you, dude, it's – I think maybe an ESPN or – Fox looked at it and said, and Fox doesn't do Thursday games, so I wonder if ESPN exercised an option for a different game or what. It would have to be because that's, right? that's the only TV, ESPN's the only one who does that on Thursdays. Let's see, is there, is there other big games that weekend? I mean, I, I know that this is really kind of nerding out on the college football schedule and on what is the day in which we start. The day of – your daughter's wedding on what what is the day of the start of the Super Regionals for Oklahoma. But I'll have to dig and see if there are any other big games that maybe ESPN looked at and said, no, 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 we might shift that one to a Thursday night. I don't know. But good news all the way around, I think, because there were there were a few people whenever that was rumored as a potential Thursday game. I think it's fair to say that they weren't very happy about it. Okay, so that would be not December 2nd. So that would have been, let's see, a couple weeks before because the Iowa State game on the 2022 schedule hits on October 27th. So I went way too far down the road on the schedule. So October 27th would be week eight on the schedule. Let's see how close I become here. Let's just do this live on the air. With the wonky nature of trying to find a schedule on ES. Um, oh, yeah, week seven. All right, so here were some of the other games maybe in week seven that they decided to move around. So that way we don't have to worry about Oklahoma and Iowa State playing on a Thursday night. October 27th, they have moved. Oh, look at me. I'm even a day off now, too. Son of a B. It is week nine that that would actually take place. So October 27th, their Thursday night schedule. It still has OU Iowa State listed here on Thursday night on ESPN. So obviously that has changed. But you've got Utah, Washington State. Could be interesting on that Thursday night. Virginia Tech, North Carolina State. As far as other big Big 12 games, Baylor's at Texas Tech. Ooh, that'd be a good candidate for a Thursday night game. Oklahoma State's Kansas State, TCU at West Virginia. And I think some of these announced – all the schools made their announcements uh, yesterday. So I guess instead of fighting through all of this, I could probably just go to Big12Sports.com and get it all figured out. 
But I will say I'm very, very happy to see that we do not have to worry about a Thursday night game this year. It had a feeling of a maybe a trap game on a Thursday in Ames. But, man, so they were planning on having three games on that Thursday then. Yeah. Said Washington State and Utah. And, again, on those, you would have – you know, different networks. So it looks like, because I was not aware of this, on that Thursday night, they don't even have a network listed for Utah and Washington State. So, and they've, they've already got Virginia Tech and North Carolina State on ESPN and Louisiana at Southern Miss on ESPNU. Stupid, stupid question here real quick. Stupid question. Why... Uh, the Bucks are playing the Ravens on Thursday night football that night. Okay. That's a good point for the 918. Maybe I, I don't think though, to me, the college football schedule makers don't look at the NFL schedule. That that's what I've always been told. But I have a dumb question. Is what ABC's putting on Thursday nights or what maybe even a Fox is putting on Thursday nights? Are they really doing those great of no- I mean, what's even on? I don't know the – You'll mainly just have, what was it, like just TV shows on right. Thursday. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know. Anyway, there's a couple of notes from the schedule being out because I would think that if I'm ABC, Fox, or gosh, maybe even – a CBS, I might say, with TV ratings the way they are, maybe you might be interested in seeing about putting a college football game in that spot. People want to see their football on ABC on those Thursdays? Maybe. All right, last night Oklahoma dominated. Uh, at least Jake Bennett dominated. And after the game, down on the field, the I guess you have to move to get from the play-by-play booth, the, the radio booth down to the field. Blake Brewster caught up with the star of Thursday night. And it sounded like this. It's a lion spike. A lion spike? Yeah, we came in, uh, or we had a guy come talk to us, and he had a really great story. And uh, you're supposed to just kind of embrace, like run into the roar okay. and just going at uh, your competition. I like that. I like that a lot. Hey, man, big game tonight, pitcher's duel. Just take me through the emotions, the, the preparation, the, the extra day of rest. You got, you got a good start from Carter, uh, Carson Carter yesterday. Take me through it tonight. I mean, I really just try to stick with my approach, uh, you know, just going one pitch at a time and going right at hitters. Yeah, you seem like a guy that just gets after it, huh? You just kind of even keel the whole time, huh? You ever get high, you ever get too high, too low? Uh, not really. I mean, I try and stay, try and stay pretty even. Good deal, man. Good deal. How big of a cheerleader are you going to be on Saturday? God, huge. What about this team? Good? Oh, we're awesome, man. Good I'll deal, be- man. Hey, appreciate you. Appreciate it. Have a good one. There you go. Jake Bennett after the game last night. Run to the roar. Run to the roar. I love it. That's awesome. And we were joking about it earlier. You know, the line spike. There's been so many cool motivational things. What What did uh, Jalen Hurts have? The coffee bean? Coffee, yeah. It was coffee, coffee bean. bean. You always say, like, real soft. Um, Oklahoma has had its, for softballs, had its numbers. Four and th- yeah, that's good stuff. Did we take our 945 break? We have not. Ah. This is what happens whenever we start talking football. Um, I don't think it had anything to do with the Thursday night football schedule. I would imagine it had something to do with a certain people saying, we're n- we would really rather not play on Thursday. <laughs> but whatever it might be, it's uh, it's working in which the Oklahoma Sooners will not have to worry about headed 
to Ames for a Thursday night game against Iowa State, and it is officially an 11 a.m. start time against Nebraska. So, quick break. It's the Plank Show. Connor is in for Josh. You're listening to the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. I can answer this question in our final minute here. Gosh, we did so good. Every single break was on time. Then this last one, we just got carried away. It's always the last one. It's always the last segment, man. And I was about ready to go to break. Um, Air Force Joe writes, can you bring well-behaved dogs to Home Run Village? Thanks, and Boomer. Um, I would respond with a sooner and a yes. You can bring any dog. Keep them on a leash. And so it doesn't matter if they get out of hand? Well, if they get out of hand, I mean, come on. It's, t- it's, it's time to discipline that good boy. Good boy being a bad boy. I had a good boy that was being a bad boy this morning, too. But, yeah, take care of the good boys and pick up after them, if you know what I mean. A little dropling here or there. Have that sack ready. Have, that have sack it ready. Around. There you have it. Um, <laughs> this takes me back to what it was it Joe or someone said it yesterday. You never know what you're going to get with this show. You might get a 20 minute segment. You might get a 30 second segment. It'll be more balanced eventually at some point. We'll take a break and we'll come back quickly. We're going to have our Aaron Miller interview that I've delayed way too terribly long. Uh, more of your Air Comfort Solutions texts at 405-651-3439. Our one's been brought to you by Van Hoos Fence, vhfence.com.